the what, what Brett called. This is why no one put respect to Jersey. You North Jersey motherfuckers thinks everything's South Jersey, South of North. Like, so that's why nobody respects most of the state is because y'all motherfuckers think the state ends at North. It does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> besides, like, besides Atlantic City and Trenton, yeah, like you kind besides of two of the other big cities <laughs> completely and, and everything east of Trenton that actually makes money for the state, but okay, whatever. I don't know. We get no respect. I don't make the rules. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's another great day to discuss other people's excellence. I am the unforbettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're two guys that get paid by Prokhorov to give you next propaganda. So here we are. We have been doing- not, not the current owner, the old, the old owner. The old owner. Yes, the old owner. Yeah, that's how long this pod has been around since the old. No, our propaganda just shifted from uh, Russian Soviet type of era propaganda to more 21st century modern communist party from china propaganda we, we we're still propaganda we just went from cold war to new cold war we're way more 21st century chic with our propaganda into your television sets that's all you need to know if you couldn't tell that we're joking because china definitely funds their propaganda way better than the quality of this shit then <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah, part of the we're trying why, to sell our souls here. So, <laughs> part of the reason why we don't get funding is because we don't do these that often. But that's okay. We're doing it now, and damn it, that's all that matters. Oh yeah, isn't that propaganda? This isn't a bullshit network, right? So exactly, there we go. But we're still on brand. The Nets, you see it, top of the division to you, boys. Top of the conference. Say that louder for the people that are in the basement. Top of the conference, Mm. as in the Eastern Conference. And you wouldn't know if you're a Nets fan just looking online after every game that we're at the top of the conference. You would not. We are, as of this recording, we are 17 and 8. Okay. Every team, we just played our 25th game last night, a loss to uh, the Houston Rockets. On a back-to-back with no KD, no LaMarcus Aldridge. Another eh game from James Harden. An actual, probably Patty Mills' worst game of the season. Uh, and we only lost by 10. Granted, we were down like 20 at some point. A couple times we had to come back. Granted, it was a very ugly game. But at the end of the day, we did not play our best. We lost by 10 to one of the worst teams in the league. It happens. We suck on back-to-backs. Yeah. And so the reason why we're doing this pod is because, like I said, the Nets just played their 25th game. I think most teams in the NBA have played about 24, 25 games so far. I'm about so to play we, 26, so yeah. Yeah, so we so we are definitely into like the quarter of the season time already. So it's a good time to at least look and see what's going on. It doesn't make sense to do this a weekly thing like football because – there's 82 games, and I don't want to – And the Nets that. are good. Let's be real, bro. When we started this, uh, the Dope Lock podcast, it was mostly Nets propaganda and less bullshit network. And the, sw- the reason it switched so drastically is because when we were garbage, 
a lot of our conversations were about the G League games too. A lot of our conversations were about the prospects playing in Europe still. A lot of our conversations were about the constant changing rotation of everybody, not just, you know, one or two uh, positions for one or two games. So the complete dynamic of the team is different. The Nets are just in a better spot. There's two MVP contenders playing right now. Uh, the one, the real one, I, I think, and everybody that's a Nets fan opinion is Kevin Durant. He's the MVP for us right now. He's the MVP of the league in, in some people's opinions. Uh, candidate, the leading MVP candidate, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's just, we, we can't do this every week because we're going to say the same things. It was repetitive three years ago when we were complaining about rebounding 40 damn times a season. Because, you know, every couple of games you're recording and it was an issue. It's, it's I, the irony of this season with with uh, uh, the season of the ever looming cloud of the Kyrie drama that's just there for the narrative whenever people want it is the team's improved in certain respects defensively and on the board. And I, I, I want to I want to get to that. So yeah, but, but, but people don't see it because when you're trash at rebounding and you just get to sub mediocre, people are still like, well, you're still trash. But. You know, misery loves company. And here's the thing: the Nets, the Nets are interesting. They're number one in the East by half a game. Uh, They're seventeen and eight. Chicago seventeen and nine. Shout out to the Bulls for being seventeen and nine. Yeah. um, In a lot of ways, we were a completely different team from last year. We're grittier. We're way better defensively. We have a top ten defense this year. Last year, we were twenty seventh, and we're on pace to be the worst defense ever but we were 27th um, this year. And on our offense, a lot of people are complaining about the offense. It's still 12th. It's not terrible. You know what I mean? Out of 30 teams, if you're top 12, okay. But it wasn't the greatest offense of all time like it was last year. But the point of the matter is you're still getting your offense and you're playing much better defense, which is a key recipe for success. But the one problem is last year, despite all that, the opposite was happening. We were getting up for big games and we were beating teams that were over 500. We we're beating other contenders because you can tell those were the games that those guys got up for. They played their best on both sides of the floor and we won those games. This year, because of the lack of offense and lack of consistency on offense, we do not have a good record against 500 teams. I, I believe we're six and seven out, out of this recording or teams that are above 500. The Mavericks, I believe, were 500 at the time, so I don't know if that counts. But even if you want to count that, we're 7-7 seven and seven against teams with 500 or better records, um, including two losses already to those Chicago Bulls that are only a half a game behind. Yeah, but weren't so, both those losses back-to-back games, too? Uh, I don't – that I don't remember. I know the last one was. I'm not sure about the first one. But I think one of the things about just a – uh, a little side note about Chicago, they're doing well. You are what your record says you are. But w- with that being said, I think more than we realize, a lot of their wins are have, against the better teams. Their wins have came off of back-to-backs. They're the team that is getting the set, that benefiting from the schedule and getting that second back-to-back more than once. So while we're suffering from it still at the top, they're gaining from it. And that's just part of the game. Like, I'm not, it's not an excuse. It's just an observation. We should be better on the back-to-backs. But I think a lot of the losses to these good teams, mind you, one is the Warriors. So everybody chill the fuck out that, oh my God, we lost to the Warriors. Everyone is going to lose to the Warriors at least once. Like, I don't know, like some of the, the hair on fire. Oh, we need to make a crazy move. 25 games in, we're on top of the conference, guys. Like, 
every pump your brakes, take a breath. I, I know last year is still fresh in everybody's minds, fresh in everybody's hearts, and we're really pissed still. But it's early, and they're improving. The the, the shittiest part about these improvements is that I'm sure you've already seen the, the stirrings of it is that now you're getting people talking about trading Kyrie and making trades to improve the, this incarnation of the Nets that we're, we've been seeing for 25 games. So you're in a good spot if or your biggest drama so far is rumors because I, 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 w- I wanted to come on here and shit on Steve Nash. It's kind of hard when the team's in first. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's weird. They're they're playing well. They're playing the way we want them to play for the most part. It's just when you're lacking firepower, the way we're lacking firepower, it's hard to beat some of those better teams. And some people are going to say, well, you have two of the top five players. I don't want to hear about lacking firepower. And you're right. And a part of me says the same thing. Like, yo, if I'm going to be unbiased, if I was not a Nets fan, I was looking at this team, I would say the same thing. Like, yo, man, I don't I don't want to hear that. In a sport where only five people play on the court at a time, if you have two of the top five players in all of basketball, I don't care what else you don't have. You should figure it out. So a part of me is, is saying that as well. But another part of me is saying, well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we have a big three roster without one of our big three. That's going to hurt you. If they if we just had the big two and we had that extra $35 million to round out this roster better, we might be a better team. We don't. That $35 million is still going to someone who's not playing. So that's hurting the team because the rest of the roster, despite the fact that LaMarcus Aldridge is having like a resurrection season like anything I've ever seen, despite the fact that Patty Mills, besides last night, is playing his, his behind off, the rest of the roster is very inconsistent. Where so is Joe hard. Johnson continues? Yeah, Joe Harris. Harris he, my bad. And he's still not healthy. So we're waiting for him to come back. And where, where is Joe Johnson? Where are you, ISO Joe? <laughs> right, we're and and the team's not healthy. Obviously, without Kai, you know, Joe Harris is is still hurt. We're waiting for him to come back. It's just a lot going on, and yet we're still number one. East twenty five games in, so it's weird. The sky isn't falling, but at the same time, you do have to talk to them. You have to talk about this team as if they're a contender because that's what they are. They they have champion with or without Kyrie. This and Blake Griffin's healthy, right? He's just not getting the same time. Yeah, because he hasn't been playing well either. And, and so it's one of those things where this team, you know, Paul Millsap has been eh, like the rest again, besides Paul Millsap has been a player that you could forget is on the roster. Yeah. Which is more telling. And I'm saying that respectfully because he's never been that player in his career. And I've caught myself this season going, Oh yeah, he's on the team. Yeah. And Kevin Durant's having an MVP type season. Him, him and Steph are, to me, without question, the two guys. Right now, you've probably got to give it to Steph, but Katie's right there, and it's those two and everybody else. Those are the two guys that will probably get any type of uh, uh, MVP votes right now. I like, mean, the Suns, somebody on the Suns warrants MVP no, votes, man. They're 20 and four. I mean, Booker's having a great year, too, but in terms of like MVP caliber numbers, it's Steph and Katie, and it's not even close. And again, if you want to throw Booker in there, you could throw Booker in there. But I think Booker, the, at, at least at this point, it's still early. He's a long third behind the rest of those two guys. Um, but like I said, besides Katie, Patty, and, and LaMarcus, you're not really getting 
a lot of production. And that sucks to say, because that notice I did not see James Harden. He's still very hot and cold. There's games where he's playing he's well. Because you just, we haven't done this in a while. So I need to say this because you, you say that, but James Harden's cold is still superior to many other points guards going cold. And, and I'm saying that because me and you have shit on many of Nets point guard into this microphone over the course of the last couple seasons or five. Here's here's the problem with James Harden. When James Harden is bad, he's like Russell Westbrook bad to the point that he's still a star, but turnovers are high. Efficiency is low and that hurts your team. Last night's loss. I know. And you know, he wanted to win against the Rockets 25, 39 minutes, 25 points, four from 16 from the field, three from 12 from three. He finished with 11 boards and eight assists. So he's a walking close to triple-double even when he's bad. But to Brett's point, it's it's an efficiency thing. Like, the points are going to be there. I, I I think he's underrated when it comes to the assists and the rebounds because he's one of the most – he's one of the most amazing passers the Nets have ever had in my lifetime. That dude is a great point guard, but he needs to know when to stop chucking it. Because that's well, the problem. And, and the turnovers. And even last night, he had a killer turnover right when we're trying to make a comeback. Where, he, like, I get it. You're trying to let the ball roll a little bit and save some time. But if the defender is literally right there, you can't do that. And the dude dives on the floor and you foul him. You're already in the bonus. So now, instead of us trying to get a cheap two points, you gave them two free, free throws. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't do that. And like I said, when he's bad, the problem, it's not like he's a scrub and he can't play. But like I said, the efficiency goes way down and the turnovers seem to go way up. And that's a problem. If you're not scoring, which again, hurts the offense. If you're taking away opportunities for us to score by turning the ball over. And if you're not making shots, so you're not maximizing the possessions that we do have, that's, that's a problem. And so the Nets, you know, the, He's and just and just for the sake of record keeping, 25 games in right now, his averages are 20.9 points, eight boards, and 9.6 assists with 1.4 steals. So it's an efficiency thing because his field goal percentage is 40.1. Right, which I think is like a career low or something like that. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it's, it's definitely as low as since the 2015 Rocket season. Yeah, and, so. and it might be a career. Uh, yeah. Because the only other time it's lower than that is never, actually. I'm not counting four games in 2012. You know, he got hurt uh, since his rookie year. His rookie year, 76 games, 40.3 percentage. And that's when he averaged 9.9 points. So, so I mean, this, this is a dude that is known for being an efficient scorer. And that's what made the big three so lethal last year, even when it wasn't a big three, when it was a big two. You had three of not just the greatest scorers in the league. You had three of the most efficient scorers in the league. And that helps because if all three guys can get their 20 to 25 without taking that many shots, that still gives enough possessions for everybody else to get theirs. If that's not the case anymore, if you got one guy that needs to get 25 to 30 shots to get his 20 and he's turning the ball over, that that alone just bogs down your offense. And so – and it's not all James Harden's fault. He's admitted that he had to rehab all offseason off the hamstring, so he never got a chance to really get into basketball shape. So he's trying to figure that out. He The, the rules, like this, let's be real, those, these were the James Harden rules mm-hmm. about not giving the foul calls. And, and even in that, to me, I think it's weird. 
I understand that you're trying to take some of those moves away from the game, but if I have my arms down and you put your arm over it and I go like this, that's a foul. Like it's, and I don't want to be a James Harden apologist here, but to me, some of those rules are weird to me. I'm like, those are fouls. No matter how you sliced it, that's a foul. And I'm glad they're kind of taking those away because that wasn't annoying to watch. But it's weird because it's like, mm, I mean, it's not like he was doing anything wrong. Like, that is a foul. If I am have my arm out and you put your arm out and I go like this and you're hitting me, that is literally what Yeah, foul. but I also get they've done a really good job at making it better. I'll give, yeah. I'll give the league that it sounds a lot more messy and a lot more subjective than at least in the first 25 games of this season we've seen the, for all the shit us fans give refs in every sport. Got to give the refs some props because we were shitting on them during the playoffs. I mean, everybody, not just Nets fans and with the whole Giannis thing, but as a whole NBA fans that whole felt like the whole playoffs we're just shitting on the refs. So for this new rule change, and that for the most part, besides the haters of James Harden, I feel like everybody just kind of going, no, it's it's a little bit more fair now. Like they're calling it where when it's an obvious foul, it is. And when it's obviously they're just taking advantage of what the rule used to be, the refs are like, nah, it's a foul, but you're not getting shots. So I like it. I, I like how James Harden's adjusting to it. Like I it, considering he's coming off an injury. Wow. I'm saying I'm, I'm just saying, man, he's coming off an injury and I read you his stats. We've been we've been Nets fans our whole lives. If this is if this is the floor, that's one of the best Nets players of all time because his floor is almost a walking triple double. No, absolutely. He's a great player. It's just insane. I'm just saying because I want to criticize him, but at the same time, being the same dude that ripped into the point guard sh- uh, shit of Jarrett Jack on the dope blog. You know what I mean? What, it's still an upgrade. I'm not going to do what I did last year and just say it's it, it's it's great to be great, uh, but it, it it's it's strange that we have these obvious problems that we could that they're working on and they could turn around in a month. Let's be real, nothing seems egregious. I, I want to put it like that. Everything you're saying with Harden, it comes it's it's before Christmas still. 25 games and, in, and, he, and he's and like I said, he's getting better. He's getting a little bit more consistent. We're, we're seeing the glimpses. He's having great games over once in a oh, while. Oh, I forget which game it was. You you were like, stop chucking it. And then he just started hitting that step back three. Like, why does he dribble between the legs for that long? We know what's happening. And then he hit like four threes in a row. And I was like, we know what's happening. You apparently just can't stop it. So it's it's crazy to watch sometimes because I'm with you. It's and annoying. I remember, no, I, remember, I forgot what game it was. But I was like, all right. And as I'm texting you this, he hit like three threes in a row. So I'm going to just shut up. I remember that. But And, and that's what I'm saying. He's getting better. So I'm, I'm not going to be that guy that, you know, is going to sit here and, and, and cry to the moon. I'm going to give this team credit time, which is another reason why we say, look, we, we did an open preseason pod. Now that we're 25 games and we'll talk about it again, we probably will wait till the 50 game mark to talk about them again because it just doesn't make sense to nitpick every yeah, single the, the only thing we're going to do before another milestone in the season, unless some crazy news happens, NBA-wise, because right. it's been a tame NBA season. Like, the, the games have been good, uh, nothing crazy, nothing good or bad. There, there was a couple of dramas, but, like, no one cares. The, there wasn't a malice at the Palace gym. Like, that was overblown. Um so we're just not going to – we're not going to be Skip Bayless and Stephen A and just act like there's drama we want to talk about, especially when we're nerds and you see the other shit we're doing and you see what we'd rather talk about, all the nerd shit. 
because that's what we're just being honest with you guys. Like there's little things we want to see. Like I want to, I want me and you actually haven't talked about this at all because we, (laughs) me and Brett both feel like we want to criticize Steve Nash as a head coach, especially after the Kenny Atkinson era where Brett just hates the Nets head coach, like kind of like a religion. Um, I'm sitting here now. I want to criticize him for not seeing Cam Thomas enough because you think he's averaging something like five minutes a game. Uh, A lot last night. Say what? Played a a whole lot last night. And then, I mean, and and Steve Nash is still trying to figure it out. So I'm not – it's one of those things like, again, it's hard to judge this team. It's weird to judge this team because it is championship or bust, right? So you want – us to be humming like the Warriors, right? That's what you want. But at the same time, you have to be realistic and realizing Steve Nash is only a year into his head coaching tenure. This team is not healthy. This team is not whole. This team is trying to figure it out. And so you have to be patient enough to give some of this stuff time. And also remember, this is we're, we're, we're the Nets. It's not, like we're, it's not like we're the Lakers where we have all these championships to hang our hats on. We're desperate to win one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're desperate to win. Yeah. Just oh my one. god! Okay, so so just to, to put in context about how me and Brett feel as fans right now, because I was the one. He, the Brett's credit, he said the defense was an issue all last year, and one of the first things he's saying this season, at least the second pod for this season, he's saying the defense has improved, and it has, and it shows because I feel more confident in this team in certain in certain regards. But at the same time, we are Nets fans. We don't have a chip, and Kevin Durant who a lot of speculation with after the injury, why did the Nets sign him? Is it just a, is this another Paul Pierce KG's thing? And Kevin Durant, 23 games in, 28.4 points per game on 52.9. So I'll round up, 53% field goal shooting, 37.7 from three, averaging 7.7 rebounds and 5.4 assists. That dude, it, that, that, like, that's, and that's, cra- that video game numbers. We never and crazy, saw that. And the crazy thing is, 37.7%. He's been struggling from three this year. Yeah. And, and that's, that's actually player. higher. Interesting enough. He played three seasons with the Warriors. This is technically his third season as a net, only second one playing. He played 35 games last year for the Nets. He played 78 games in 2018 uh, for the Warriors, right? He averaged 26 points per game, 52% uh, percent field goal percentage, 35.3% from three points. And he averaged less in rebounds and assists than he is right now for the Brooklyn Nets. So I think we need to start giving this dude his flowers as an all-time player, not just us Nets fans, because we already appreciate you. You've, you've played less than 82 games for us, and you're all-time. If you're a bit of Nets fan longer than three years, you're an all-time Net already. Just And I'll, and I'll speak for Nets fans. If you disagree with me, kick fucking rocks. Um, but like he's, he's definitely all-time. And this is and hearing MVP chance in Brooklyn, and it's real. It's not oh the Nets fans that's their favorite player. No, he's an MVP candidate. I mean, as we as, if Steph's not having the historic season that he's having, KD is by far the MVP. It's not even close. Is he's only getting usurped by the fact that Steph seems to be dropping forty every night, which is ridiculous. So you know it's it's one of those things where you know he. And again, I've, as a Nets fan, that's my biggest thing. Like, yo, KD is balling right now. We just want to make sure this team is doing everything they can to support him because he is balling, especially coming off of that Achilles. He's having one of his best seasons ever. 
And it's just one of those things where it's like, man, you know, I, I'm at a point now where, you know, we hear all the rumors about Kai and everything else. I'm at a point now where it's like, you know, Nets, do what you got to do. Focus as if he's not going to be there. I'm not saying trade him or anything, but like game plan as if he's not coming back. And I think that's just better. You know what I mean? Don't give yourself false hope. Because my thing is, I don't, and again, it's still early. I, and I said, and I said this before, it's an 82 game season. We only played our 25th game. Who knows what the hell will happen come New Year's or whatever. Um, but as of right now, I don't, I don't, it doesn't sound like anybody's heard, you know, any, any sources that I don't, and I personally don't ask him because I don't want to be the one to be breaking news. But from everything else that we're hearing, it doesn't sound like he's that much closer to coming back. So just to translate Brett right there, I don't ask him because I don't want a fucking headache. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So like, it's one of those things like, Brett, that, that, Brett, I just want to give you some props. I'll give you enough shit. That's just you being a good friend. That is Brett talk for I'm not trying to piss myself off. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to break any news. No, you just don't want to be fucking texting me and cursing way more than you actually curse. Because you don't curse on here. But when he calls me up and I hear a bunch of fucks in one sentence, and I'm like, and then there's a shit thrown in. I'm like, oh, you mad, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's a couple end bombs for no reason. He's just slipping it in like he's Snoop Dogg. Like, <laughs> listen, it's just you know, I, if I'm if I'm the Nets, because I've seen this, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying like, you know what, because of the Nets struggles and because they might have to consider playing him on road games, and it's like, guys, I understand that sounds good in theory. Y'all have no idea how complicated that would be. That sounds like a head, like such a fucking headache, and that sounds like a great way to ruin the locker room, like in practice, like, because it's bad enough just from the regular machismo of sports that if this situation happens and he comes back and takes minutes and he's not to where we want him to be, or he's balling out and someone just loses it because that's how sports works. There's already just the natural feelings that are going to happen from that. The, The idea that we're number one in the East and the special treatment's going to be on road games, and we ha- we're going to fucking cater to, to one guy on the team for that. You can't, you can't do that. You just yeah, can't. like, that's the craziest part to me. When people and, and, and again, you're talking to two people, especially me, like, that know him personally and want nothing more than him. I, I told you, and I, I told him, I thought I cried when I saw those throwback j- jerseys because, to me, that is Kyrie's legacy. To me, as somebody who grew up, you know, one of the reasons why I always loved LeBron was because I thought that was so cool that he got to play for the Cavs. That's every kid's dream to play for their hometown team. I know he's from Akron, but whatever. Play for the home state team, especially a team that's never won it, and deliver a championship. That's literally every kid's dream. And we're two guys from New Jersey that love our Nets. We would love to be the one, not only for the Nets to win the championship, but to be the ones to deliver that championship for them. So Kyrie coming here and bringing KD with him and then ultimately training for James Harden, like, to me, that's, that's this is really, and I've said this before, this is the first time I'm living vicariously through him. I've always been the type of person to say, hey, look, you made it to the NBA. That's great. That's your dream. I'm going to live my dream and do what I got to do. No, this is the first time that I'm, like, living vicariously through him because I'm like, wait, you're doing something I've always wanted to fucking do. Every time in 2K or NBA Live or whatever game I'm playing, I'm playing for the Nets and I'm trying to win as our first title. Like, so he's doing what I wanted him to do, what I always wanted to do. 
and we talked about it on the pod like a year or two ago, this is a team that didn't want anything to do with the New Jersey culture. This is a team that Bobby Marks even said who was at the who was part of the front office at the time. If they could redo it all over again, they wouldn't even keep the Nets name. They would have done something completely different. This is a team that wanted nothing to do with the culture of New Jersey. And because Kyrie Irving came back, and if and I know there's some people, and I'm not gonna say names, I should, but I, I'm not gonna say names who who debate me on 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 the Facebook groups about this. Some people really don't believe that that's a factor into why he came back or a factor as to why the Nets were appealing. Like, it is, y'all. It is. Oh, that's Stop the craziest like, part to me, dude. Like, like, you don't you don't broadcast your relationship with him uh, as much as a lot of fucking clingers and parasites would. Uh, so a lot of people just think some of the things we say were being Nets fans, and, and, and specifically Kyrie stands. And especially with the this season with all the political bullshit that I, I'm sure you got, you know, I got because of where we stand politically speaking and how he's, you know, where he's at, but on a human level, that's the story guys. Like, I don't know what else to do. Like it's one of those things where I've heard stories from the mouth of Kai. I've heard stories from the mouth of Kevin and I know what is their truth and I know what the bullshit was of the narrative is. And I know where like the actual truth lies from how people work. Right. In, in regards to dramas that we all heard in regards to, to all that bullshit. One of the things that is just obvious to me that is kind of like, it, it feels like it's just because we're Jersey. You know what I mean? Like that's what it feels like the people that don't believe that Kyrie did that. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, he said he went, he was going, he went to Boston because his dad went there. He got traded to Boston. He, he was he was doing what people do and going, wow, I'm going to Boston. Hey, my dad has connection to Boston. Like you oh, a lot of people just over fucking analyze some of the things that athletes say that are just really fucking regular and not really a conversation outside of Nets fans and people from New Jersey. Kind of like the, the, the king going home was a sports story. And no one said, is he really going back to Cleveland because he's from there? Like Ka- Kawhi Leonard did it. He went back home to L.A. No one's like, oh, did he really go to the Clippers because he's from California? Like, it's a fucking factor. Yeah, like, People again. arguing with you over Kyrie's motives, especially when you record your own voice saying, I'm not here to try to fucking analyze my friend and tell you all of his motives. So when you say, hey, he's doing it because of this, maybe put some fucking stock in what Brett's saying. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like, it's insane to me because me and you – just out of our fucking friendship on here, it's like I never get double takes if I said, hey, Brett said this, even if it's not on, on the actual pod. People are like, oh, did he really say that? Like, motherfucker, Kyrie's a person. Like, he's, he's, he's right, just a and that, dude. And that's what I'm saying. It's like people forget, like, these are people, too. They're fans. They grew up watching the game. Like, you don't just say, hey, I'm going to go to the NBA and never root for a player or a team or whatever. Now, if I would have said he went to the Lakers because he loved Kobe, everybody, oh, yeah, that makes sense because we all know his love for Kobe. It's almost as if, oh, he can't possibly love the Nets. Why? Why? He Like, what, like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> like, they're a team in the NBA. Like, what are you talking about? So, And, and me, not for nothing, to answer some uh, shade that's been thrown my way, the reason why we never dropped the pod that will never be heard with KD and Kyrie, to put it simply is, we don't fucking own it. Like, that's not something I did. I was involved. 
we we turned it into a dope blog run because I am like a, the default host. And I say default host because Brett set it up. Like I was just the character there and, and, and my wife wanted a picture. Like she's the one that literally said, hey, get a picture of you guys because it's like, it would be nice. So Kyrie never said, don't do this or don't. No, man. Like I'm just not a piece of shit and Brett's not a piece of shit. So we didn't leak two hours of conversation because it's a trust thing. If I'm talking to Brett on the phone, he's like, hey, we're going to record this to see how it sounds and da, 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 da. And he fucking posts it. I would be mad because with the whole conversations under the guise of, hey, this isn't for you to post really like going in. So I don't, and it's just a noise. It just annoys me because like a lot of it is these are fucking people. They all have their own individual motives mixed with the team motives. And, and like maybe it's because me as a professional, I'm going for me. It comes with writing, right? We're all independent contractors in, in reality. So like I'm looking out for me. If I if I took a job and I said, hey, I'm going there because I want to go home, no one's going to be like, oh, really? And if, 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 I went, if I got signed for 30 million, no one's going to be like, oh, wow, you need us. Actually, my money's guaranteed, motherfucker. Don't tell me I need you for shit. That's exactly, <laughs> you know for a fact that's what I'd be. I'm, oh, I know. Bro, oh, I'm so happy. I'm like two weeks older than James Harden. Like I was born August 11th, 89. He was born like August 20 something, 89. So if, if I was a basketball player, I just want everyone to know I'd be a mega heel. I might not, I probably wouldn't even be in the league. I might be because I, I can keep a job, but I might be the one that went to China for the bag and just flipped off everybody. And, and I'll have my own statue in China. <laughs> like, like just to keep it real with y'all, if I was that talented, because want to know why? Because fuck the institutions. Like honestly, I, I, I like we, we talked about it with uh, Game of Zones. <laughs> Take the Swamp Dragon and burn the Citadel. <laughs> like I do. Yeah. But no, and that's and that's the thing. It's you know the point I was getting at is like you know, for me, I want him on the court for nothing else. This is his legacy. Them yeah. Bringing back those, them bringing back those colors, them bringing back that logo. Them, that is strictly because they're realizing, wait a minute, we have 35 years of history in New Jersey. We cannot just ignore that because that history is why we have these three guys on, on the team now. Because if we did not have that history, they probably are not here. So that's just a, that's just a thing. So for me, as his friend, I want him on the court just for that alone. I'm like, yo, if they if they win a championship, and it's like game six at home and they're wearing those jerseys. I need to see him jumping up and down with that jersey on winning a championship and, and, the, and the ribbons coming out because that, that, that just has to happen. So I can't imagine I, you the emotions you like. It was real. I, I know that for a fact. You, when you said you were crying, it wasn't, uh, you know, like facetious or whatever you say. It, it was real. And you were be, I just being emotional. I remember you showing me that that it's, it's like on the net social media as like a regular highlight thing but that photo of kai as a kid holding the, the nets basketball we're i'm a little bit older than you i'm not like that much older than you i was a kid that had shit like that too so like i don't know i think it's like people think like we lived in new jersey and the nets just handed out nets merchandise and everybody in this that lives in the state had it like other places like the, the, the sonics or something I, again i think i think it's one of those things where again 
And this is why it's so important to me personally, as kids from Jersey, we don't get that respect. Because a lot of people that say that are from New York. They're not from New Jersey. So like, oh, how could he root for like, bro, like we had a team, assholes. Like y'all forget, it hasn't even been a decade yet since y'all been in Brooklyn. Like we had a team. Like what do you, what are you not understanding that there are fans of that team? Just like, for instance, I'm, I'm just going to think, I'm going I'm to throw the Grizzlies under the bus because I actually like the Grizzlies. That's like people saying, oh, really? You you rooted for the Grizzlies growing up? Like, oh, yeah, did he grow up in Tennessee? Yeah, that makes sense. He would root for the Grizzlies. Or, yo, make it, make, it, make it Vancouver. You're telling me there's not one Canadian in Vancouver that's a Grizzlies fan? Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's 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 just a disrespect of how can anybody root for that team? Like we all have teams we root for. Like, 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 I don't understand that. So it's to me, that's why it's so important to me. Cause it's like those bringing back those colors gives us the respect we deserve. We, we Jersey is all the jokes. Best Anytime jerseys. We, it's the best jerseys in franchise history. right there. Yeah. And, 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 and New Jersey as a state gets all the jokes and we're never New York and you try to be like New York. And every time there's a movie or, or a show in New York, inevitably there's a Jersey joke in there, you know, or they have to go to Jersey and everybody's like, Oh my God, we gotta go to Jersey. And it's just like, we as New Jersey, as, as, somebody born and raised in new jersey just wanting that respect and wanting that and wanting that acknowledgement you know what i mean like that is a big deal to me so the fact that they finally realized like yo we need to acknowledge that and i told you because i think you had like a meeting that day so you couldn't watch the game like just even iron eagle who had been the voice of the nets for the last 20 years making all these new jersey nets references like oh was that name that chris is out there no, i was able i was able to catch it because right, i yeah i was working or doing something and I was able to catch like the second half of that game because I was, it was the first time since we've been good that it wasn't, I wanted to turn it on to see the certain team or blah, blah. I wanted to turn it on for the announced team because a lot of the questions we got, how are we covering the nets this often, you know, a couple of years ago, because they're so shitty. A lot of it was because the broadcast was a solid broadcast. And if we are a fan of a team and like, let's be real, Mets fans, Rangers fans, Y'all know. Knicks fans, y'all know. The broadcast, when your team is bad, the broadcast matters. So, Iron Eagle is our guy. And we joke with the Knicks fans about who's better because, like, we both like our hometown or our home team fucking announcers. And Iron Eagle doing all the throwback numbers and some of the names, it's kind of like, you can leave that in the past, bro. I don't have, like, I noticed when I'm in high school, that's the era where this nostalgia for that jersey and people are like, oh, yeah, remember? Man, fuck that team. <laughs> like, that team was trash. Like, like <laughs> Brooke Lopez and Vince Carter and Devin Harris. Out of the red jersey era, that's it. McD-Will, the first year, sure. And like, other than that, we you know, it was um, Gerald Green. Like, yeah, said, is, that, is that Joe Harris or Lucius Harris? And I was just like, my heart, I can't. Lucius I can't. Harris reference. A Lucius <laughs> Harris reference in 2021. And, but again, it's just it just feels good, man, to be recognized. It just feels good to be recognized. And it's like to me, it's and somebody said this on Twitter, and I almost retweeted it, but I didn't because I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna get in trouble. Somebody said, somebody said hypothetically, if we were to like burn down the Barclays Center, uh, they would probably have to play in like Prudential, right? In Jersey, so Kyrie could play. No, anybody with me? Hypothetically, of course. And I and I wanted to retweet that because I thought it was hilarious. And oh, then you I can't also... retweet it. You, the algorithm is <laughs> going to be like, because then, you, yeah. then you're going to get all the Illuminati people that think Kyrie's Illuminati 
They're going to hear our conversation about, oh, if only we were still in Jersey. And they're going to be like, those two are the fucking hitmen. <laughs> Though they're, and, and, and honestly, I thought about like, I mean, hypothetically, that would be dope as fuck if they played in Jersey. Just if the Nets said, you know what, oh, word, we can't, if we all unify this, oh, word, we can't take, we have to take the shot. Screw y'all. We're going back to New Jersey for a year until y'all figure it out. That would have been epic. Now, of course, there's no way in hell they were going to do that, but that would have been epic as hell. And if we won a championship, at freaking Prudential Center or even Continental Air. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm dating myself. Izod, the Izod Center. I don't think that building's open anymore. Stop it. Yeah, it is. For what? They'd still do concerts and stuff there. Oh, really? Who wants yeah. to drive all the way out there into the middle of the swamp? Mm, still got stuff going on there. People in the caucus don't even claim they live there. That, that probably is like the worst place anybody thought to put an arena. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Bro, that's the one thing as I'm like my age now, early 30s, and just like looking at how shit works. Because as you know, the older you get, the more you realize none of you motherfuckers actually know what you're doing. And we're right. all just kids that got too old because right. none of and nobody ever knows what the fuck they're doing in history. And the Meadowlands is one of those things where I'm just part of a generation that's going to be lost in the annals of history because it's going to be like a, a trivia question one time. Which team in the NBA played in, the, in an area known as the Meadowlands for 35 years? Because in a couple more years, I'm older and I, than the time the Nets spent in New Jersey, which is just you know crazy to think about time-wise because 35 years is long, but it, it's not that long when you got teams that are celebrating century. So. Right. There, there's, there's a good chance, Lord willing, the Nets don't move again. And they spend more time in Brooklyn. And then in the totality of the history, they're more of a New York team than a New Jersey team. Which and, goes and that, back that, to your point of we're getting what, robbed of seeing the New Jersey kid that brought these superstars to the team rocking. I mean, because you think about it, next year will be a decade already. You know what I mean? Next, next year will be a decade in Brooklyn already. And so, and we're young enough that we will. Lord willing, knock on wood, we will see the day when they're 30, you know, year 40 in Brooklyn. And it's like, damn, bro, they've been in Brooklyn longer than they've been in New Jersey. And now they'll have every excuse in the book to get rid of that New Jersey history because it's going to be like. Well, yo, so if they spent 40 years in Brooklyn, that's that, that'll be 2052. 2052. I'll be 60 something. Yeah, but I said we'll be we'll be we'll get we'll be up there in age, but we'll still be old enough to be well, 30 yeah, years from now. So I'll be roughly 62 years old. Yeah. And it's just like Yeah, yeah. Think about like you went, oh, oh. <laughs> like, you know, double my age again. Like, oh, okay. But like but but that's what I'm saying. Like it's just you know, it, it's important. It's important. And I, I say it all the time, like one of the reasons why I never like one of the reasons why I you know hate Cleveland now is because I growing up I've always admired Cleveland because I understood how that felt you know what I mean Cleveland's always they're also the butt yeah, of they all got the it. jokes so, you, so you're allowed to hate them now right they're the butt of all the jokes they're all this other stuff and then I went there and I'm like oh y'all are assholes like fuck y'all like no one like, no well, you're one. also a Steelers fan so they might be nicer to me because when I was over in Paris on my honeymoon and I found an American football bar and, and guys, Americans that are used to waking up on Sunday, at least out here on the East Coast, right? And having that early game at one o'clock and you're out west, it's even earlier, it's a morning game. So that's how we are just traditionally used to football. 
Well, over there, the time difference, the like, one o'clock game is like a seven o'clock game. So it's different. It's a different vibe altogether. It's a night thing and it's a party thing. And half the bar I was in were Browns or Ravens fans. That's who was playing that, that week. And the Giants were playing the Redskins. And there was only like one or two Redskins fans there and, and then a, a more Giants fans. I was lucky enough to be I, – I was got them to put the Giants game on because the most popular team in Europe is the Patriots, believe it or not. So I got them to put on the Giants game. And the only other games they had on was the Patriots game and then the Ravens-Browns game. And the Browns fans were cool. Like the one, I, I remember telling you the story of uh, that one Browns fan talking shit to me about Eli Manning. And he said he used to be a Giants fan. Now he's a Browns fan. And the, the real Browns fans that were there were like, we don't claim him. Like, <laughs> like they were talking to me and like, he fucked around. He, he was one of the, he's one of those New Yorkers that think they're tough just because they're from New York. And it was funny because he said something and he was Puerto Rican, called me nigga. And then like, you know, all the white people around were like, is that cool? And I was like, he's like, that's not cool. We need to do something about that. I was like, chill. He's from New York. Where are you from? Like there was a California and a Maryland. And I'm like, oh, you guys are scared of his accent. He's just loud and small. Like I can't do anything because I'm not going to French jail. Parisian jail isn't where I'm spending the last night on this continent. So he just kept doing this, and I'll never forget that. I'm like, sorry for all that, tangent, but like, it's 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 a completely different vibe. Yeah, yeah, fuck Browns fans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the funny part. My experience with Browns fans, it was overseas, and they're looking at me like, "Why the fuck is this front runner?" Think about that, the Browns front runner talking shit to me about Eli Manning, while a bunch of real Browns fans are just kind of like. The same reason why real Browns fans will talk shit to Steelers fans. It's like, bro, please shut up. Y'all haven't Steelers been... fans talk the most shit out of anybody. That's not a Cowboys fan. That's fine. Wow. That's All fine. right. So I, I guess we should wrap it up because now we're, we're we're just on tangents and it's not a football pod. Yeah, sure. Uh by the way, Lakers suck. Sorry about that. Nick sucks. Don't don't I'm not sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, hold on, real quick. Let's uh I could probably get the NBA standings up and we can. I mean, I, I hate to say I told you so, but Knicks fans, I told you so. You're not sneaking up on anybody right now. You're still hovering around 500. So that's beautiful. I'm proud of y'all. Um, but, you know. So right is. now, 25. Maurice Kemba, man. So what y'all doing to my man Kemba is wrong. He oh, came oh. home. He came home to ball out for y'all and y'all done put him on the bench. That's messed up. Well, he should be playing better. But. The Nets are in first, goes Nets, Bulls, Bucks, Heat, Wizards, 76ers, Cavs, then the Hawks at 13 mm. and 12 to round out the top eight in the East. The nine to 12 is Hornets, Celtics, Knicks, Raptors with the Pacers at 11 and 16. Fuck you, Indiana. Now, the, the, so, the Hornets, so, so. let's be real, the Celtics at 10 at 13 and 13 is surprising, at least to me. Like, I thought they'd be better than that. And you got the Pistons at the, in the bottom of the barrel at 4 and 20, giggity. So, out west, like we said, Warriors on top of the entire league, 21 and 4. Suns, 20 and 4. Then it goes Jazz, Grizzlies, Clippers, Lakers, Mavs, Nuggets to round out the top eight. You got the Timberwolves creeping under 500. So, all this talk of the Western Conference is that much better. Y'all need to pump your brakes because – their number nine seed is three games under 500, and it's the Timberwolves. I don't want y'all telling me the Timberwolves are better than the teams that are vying for that eighth seed in the East. Calm down. And then you got the Kings, Trailblazers at 11 15. 
I, this is a more of a net centric Nets propaganda, but that's a story. The, that Dame Lillard's team is that low and that bad because that's to keep an eye on it. Somebody's going to make a, a move if things keep going in that direction. And you got the Pelicans, bottom of the barrel, seven and twenty. Ugh. Still no Zion. Zion hit the hit, hit the gym, my brother. Actually, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a gym. I think it's a diet thing. I'm not. I'm not in the position to talk about anybody's weight. Me neither. Me neither. But I'm also not making millions of dollars. So, you know. Good point. Good point. If I, if, if, I, if, you, if I had thirty million coming to me, this would be a fitness blog. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Like, like hey, uh, I'll give you millions of dollars to stay in shape. Threaten me with a good time. <laughs> like, anyway, you can find me. I was always in. New if Jersey. anybody wants to pay me and Brett millions of dollars to get in shape, we will document it. Put that out in the ether, y'all. You pay me a couple mil, let me get in shape. I'm your man. You can find oh, me and never. Never forget me, N-E-V-A and underscore the number four, B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, we're doing, not the Chuck D, all the socials, the underscore dope blog on Instagram, the, the dope blog, all one word on Twitter, www.thedope.blog. If you're just looking for all the archive stuff, I got to update that page. I haven't. Sorry, everybody. And I, guess, I think the next, the next Nets pod slash article that we're going to do is the top 75 nets. Because me and you've been talking about it. It really wouldn't be that hard for us to actually hit 75. But if me and you are going to put the work in to make a list, we're putting it up. Like, we'll, we'll talk about it on the pod. But yeah. it'll be a collaborative effort to put that actual list up online. So. And if, if you're watching this on YouTube, before I forget, like, share, subscribe, and join us next time as we continue to get paid to give you net propaganda and discuss. Stop lying, yo. I haven't got paid a goddamn thing. Yo, I want to get paid. Let me sell out. Barclays, where you at? Brooklyn game. Well, remember. That's daily. How do you motherfuckers? Hypothetically, it might not be here much longer. <laughs> what, the Barclays? Hypothetically. Yeah, the hypothetically. Hypothetically. I mean, all, all things burn. Ball armor ghoulis, right? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> let's, stop right. before, let's stop before we get in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah, why are you making terroristic threats, Brett? Not me. Watch, watch like a lightning strike hit this damn arena in the next week, and I'm just going to take We are pop. not in Kings County, New York. Like, th- this is not a sad <laughs> look. I'm like, I'm like, Charles, take the pod down now. <laughs> take it down. Now. Hold on. This is not a set look. See, <laughs> like, there's one of those depths to that. Like, there's just an apartment somewhere in the the what, what Brett called. This is why no one put respect to Jersey. You North Jersey motherfuckers thinks everything's South Jersey, south of North. Like, and so that's why nobody respects most of the state is because y'all motherfuckers think the state ends at North. It does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Besides, like. Besides Atlantic City and Trenton, yeah, like it kind of besides does. two of the other big cities <laughs> completely and, and everything east of Trenton that actually makes money for the state, but okay, whatever. I don't know. We get no respect. I don't make the rules. Nah. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill.
Sicker than your average. Uh, 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 u